Hello, welcome to episode 30 of the Phillies Focus Pod. Phillies sweep the Marlins and on to Atlanta we go. So without any further ado, let's get this show started. Everyone was asked their favorite superheroes. You said Scooby-Doo. I, I didn't realize Scooby-Doo was a superhero. Can you kind of explain his superhero lore? I mean, well, first off, he's a dog, right? And he can talk. That's fair enough. Okay. the crowd audio during the Bryson Stock Grand Slam. Just absolutely incredible. Quick order of business for the Phillies against the Marlins. Clean sweep. Why was I worried at all? That was, uh, they made it look easy out there. Um, Things started off real quick on Monday night. When uh, things were looking shaky a little bit early on after the leadoff double, or not the leadoff double, but after the uh, leadoff single by Schwarber, double by Turner, weren't able to get anyone home. And that was kind of the only kind of uh, down part of this whole series, really, after that. Wheeler rolled right through six and a third, Nola rolled right through seven. They just made it look easy. I mean, I. Um, <clears throat> I don't know quite what to say about this team other than the vibes are back. Picking up right where they left off last year at Simmons' Bank Park. I was at the game Monday night. The place was rocking. I mean, during uh, pregame introductions for the Marlins when they were uh, introducing each player, the whole stadium started chanting, Go Phillies. You couldn't even hear the announcer in the uh, the stadium when the uh, the Marlins were being introduced. It was incredible. It, uh, fans were standing the majority of the game. Um, I maybe was sitting down for less than a handful of at-bats the entire game. It was just incredible. Bryson Stott tonight with the grand slam, uh, bat spike, you name it, like just crushed that first pitch fastball to really send the Phillies into the, ne- uh, the next round at that point. They were up 3 nothing at that point when Stott hit the home run uh, with the bases loaded. It, um, it was just incredible. I think at this point, with the showings that Wheeler did, with what Nola was able to do, and how about Aaron Nola? I mean, really can't say enough good things about what he was able to do tonight after you know, such a an up-and-down season, so many struggles throughout to bounce back in yet another clinching game. Um, was able to clinch the regular season again to send them to the playoffs and then send them to the second round after the game, announcing with his wife that they're expecting their first child together. Um, So congratulations to him. Just what a moment to send the Phillies to the second round. 
and then announce uh, to everyone that you're expecting your first child. Um, just so happy for him. It was so great to see what he was able to do as a Phillies fan. Um, how about this? Nola has pitched in four clinching games since last year in the regular season clinchers and two wild card series clinchers. And in those four games, he has allowed one run in 27 innings. That is a 0.33 ERA. Um, so I think that alone settles the fact that he is a big game pitcher. Um, so once again, just couldn't be uh, more encouraged and happy to see what he was able to do tonight and uh, couldn't be more excited to see what he's got moving forward against going into this uh, series where he should be pitching game three against Atlanta now. And not to mention, Wheeler just looked nasty, I mean, the entire game. I, I was at the Halliday no-hitter back in uh, 2010. Um, I think there was only one ball that left the infield that night. And early on, when Wheeler was rolling through the fourth and fifth inning, that was that was one of the best uh, pitching games I witnessed um, in my life, aside from that Halliday no-hitter. He was just dominant the entire game. Um even the first two hits he allowed arguably could have been outs with uh, Turner and Stott if they had corralled him on the infield. Um, just incredible. So Wheeler is just dialed in, you know, has always pitched well versus the Braves since we got him. So that is boating well going into game two and game three against Atlanta. We got Wheeler and Nola locked up. Um, I'm trying to think of some question marks. Kind of doing this one on the fly, if you can't tell already, celebration after uh, after the sweep. Um, yeah, how about uh, Jazz Chisholm, by the way, uh, was quoted before the series saying that they love the bright lights between him, Arise, and Salar. Went 0 for 8 with four strikeouts, so there's that. Um, yeah, I'll just leave it at that. But... Uh, yeah, some, some head-scratching moves tonight by Miami. I really question uh, Skip Schumacher's managing. I mean, um, they, to bring in uh, <clears throat> or to, to send David Robertson out for a third inning, I was just, I couldn't believe it. He is not a long reliever. I, uh, you know, to bring him out for the second inning, I understood he really settled in and started striking guys out after... Um, giving up the home run to Real Muto. Um, yeah, just overall, that's not David Robertson. Uh, his, it's not his skill set to pitch multiple innings. So I understand you wanted to bring him out then the third inning to face Alec Bohm, go righty-righty before bringing in a lefty. However, circumstantially, you got to weigh the options. Uh, Robertson had already pitched to, um, what, seven batters at that point. Um, that's just not part of his forte. And then in addition, not bringing in Tanner Scott earlier in the game, who's been, um, arguably their best relief pitcher all season long, one of the best left-handed relief pitchers in baseball, um, to wait until the game was out of hand to bring him in, um, when you could have brought him in earlier to try to keep the game within striking distance, uh, overall with, with Schumacher, there just seemed to be a lack of urgency in a uh, uh, an elimination game that um, was very apparent to me. So I uh, I definitely question a lot of his decision making. But hey, you know we'll take it. Um, how about that shot by Real Muto? By the way, just a no doubter, crushed it to left field. That was really close to my seats on Monday night too. 
Um, but yeah, it's it's really good to see Real Muto swinging the bat in the capacity that he is after some struggles throughout the season in mid to late September. So Real Muto's back. Really, everybody uh, contributed this series. Um, Brandon Marsh's side, he only had one at bat, I believe. But um, yeah, everybody got a hit in the starting lineup in game one. Um, just about all hands on deck in game two. Things uh, things started off a little bit shaky in game two with Braxton Garrett. I, I believe he struck out five of the first six batters and seemed to be um, locating really well. So, But you just kind of had this feel. Once, once Wheeler was rolling the way that he did in game one through the first few innings, there was just an overwhelming feeling of inevitable uh, victory in this series. I, uh, I really wasn't sure what to expect with the Phil's offense going against Jesus Lazardo, as I mentioned on the last pod, but, um, yeah, you could, you could clearly see and feel, uh, being at the stadium that the noise in there, the, the atmosphere really got to Lazardo, who's a, uh, a control pitcher and he was throwing balls in the dirt left and right. Um, just did not seem comfortable, almost from the get-go with uh, the Schwarber and Turner hits, even though they were able to get out of the inning unscathed in Game 1. Um, things never really quite settled in for him. So once once the Phils were able to come through in Game 1 with the, uh, <clears throat> the um, I don't know if it was Pat Shea, or I think Bryson Stott had the first um, RBIs of the game, followed by Pat Shea after... Um, Cassianos got thrown out at home plate. Once they started rolling and scoring runs, there was, as I said, just a feeling of inevitability, and all of the nerves kind of dissipated at that point. Um, really, the most stress of the entire series was when, um, after Wheeler didn't um, run out the ground ball to first base, got himself into a little bit of trouble, which I, um, that was really head scratching. That was disappointing by Wheeler. I, it was almost as if, um, I don't know if he thought Harper was going to make the play there or um, just kind of had a, a brain fart or, you know, something of that nature. But that was disappointing from an otherwise um, impeccable start. After that, got himself into a little bit of a jam. Alvarado comes in, runners first and second, and has the wild pitch to put the tying run on second base. So second and third, two outs for Alvarado in the seventh inning. Um, was able to get the strikeout, uh, keep it, keep everything at bay. Uh, once he kind of got that strikeout, it, it things were feeling pretty pretty good about closing out game one. Um, it was really the only real stressful moment of the entire series, short series against the Marlins. And... Um, other than that, they just really looked like a team that um, was determined just to come in there at Simpsons Bank Park short series to handle business. There was really no uh, messing around outside of, uh, what would it be, Dusty Wathan, uh at the third base coach who <laughs> had definitely had the worst series for the Phillies there in game one with some more than questionable calls. Um arguably was 0 for 3, a, uh, not sending Schwarber in, in the first, sending Castellanos, and then holding Harper, who blew right through the sign, and it wasn't even, there wasn't even a play at home base. 
Um, all of that aside, just a, a full team effort. Like I said, everybody on the team had a hit, uh, or everybody in the starting lineup had a hit in game one. Wheeler was incredible. Um, bullpen hold, held him scoreless in, in game one. Um, almost held him scoreless in game two, if not for Soto uh, just giving up a lazy run in the, the top of the ninth. But with the seven-run lead, I mean, is what it is. It's not the worst thing in the world at that point. Josh Bell had a huge uh, game one, had the only RBI in game two, um, picking up where he left off after... Uh, almost bringing the Padres back in Game Five before before the Bryce home run. Bell is the reason the Padres took the lead um, in the NLCS last year. But so he was a uh, he's he's a Phillies killer, no doubt. But um, yeah, all things aside, Kirkering was able to get in uh, in the eighth inning. Had a I think nine pitches, maybe ten pitches, just mowed him right down. Had a nasty strikeout. So building up uh, his playoff resume, gaining uh, was nice to get him in there, gain some comfortability in the atmosphere. Um, Kimbrell, a little shaky in game one, but was able to get the job done. Um, Hoffman was able to get a big out in game one. Alvarado, like I said, looked good. Um, yeah, just really, really nothing to complain about uh like I said Real Muto finally Phillies were scoring all the runs without without the homers uh the first six runs of the series were uh off base hits and then um Real Muto unloaded as I mentioned uh, against Robertson um Stott followed it up a few innings later with the the grand slam um I just can't say enough about this team you really are getting those vibes and in the playoffs, I feel like that three-game series, no matter who you are and who you're facing, it's going to be a little bit uneasy just due, due to the uh, the unpredictable nature of the game. Just but like uh, yeah, just boiling down to luck. There was that line drive down right field. I think it was Schwarber tonight with the first RBI. Um, where if that just is an inch or two to the right and caroms off of. Uh, right where the the ball girl is um that's a different outcome so it's just it's just a game of inches you know so um it was a little bit uneasy about facing the marlins who have killed the the phillies over the years um but this team was just not going to let it happen not uh zach wheeler and aaron nola um just came in and handled business like i said wheeler just looked absolutely incredible with eight strikeouts and and no walks in game one was just I would uh, love to go back and look at how many whiffs Wheeler had in game one with balls in the dirt. It just seemed like he was uh, getting whiff after whiff and um, racked up the eight strikeouts and just six in the third innings. Um, Should have uh, gotten through that seventh if not for the little hiccup there. But um, other than that, the, uh, the umpires were atrocious, really bad in game one. Um, kind of hurt, hurt the Phillies a little bit didn't didn't play a role in the outcome but game two got to keep it real there were some 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 of those strikes being called on the Marlins or uh yeah uh for Aaron Nola and the Phil's bullpen or I guess yeah Nola went seven so some of the strike calls that Nola got were just absolutely ridiculous like 
10 inches off the plate. Um, yeah, so never like to see uh, the, uh, you know, kind of atmosphere of the game be dictated by calls like that. So I, uh, I'm not happy when it goes against the Phils, and I'm not happy when the Phils are beneficiaries of it either in the sense of uh, I just want to see a cleanly called game on both sides. I want strikes to be strikes and balls to be balls and, you know, borderline pitches, I get it. Pitches that are uh, two baseballs off of the plate are, that should never even be in question. And the umpire that called the game tonight, um, I he should not get another uh, look at home plate in the in the playoffs. Hopefully he was just a wild card, uh, wild card ump. And that was that because the Phillies could just as easily be on the other end of that down in Atlanta. And uh, I would be losing my mind as well as all Phillies fans would be. Um, so that was a little disappointing to see. However, you know, Phillies were on the right end of it tonight, as I mentioned, but I don't think, I don't think that changed the complexion of the game too much. Um, really, how about that uh, pickoff by Nola early on in the game when um gave up that double off, off of the uh, top of the glove at Pache and left where, it was a tough play. I mean, for Pache to uh, to make it as close as he was was very impressive. However, Pache being in there for his defense, um, it was a little disappointing that he wasn't able to corral that in. But he tries to steal third. Aaron Nola was all over it to get that second out. It was um, it was only one out at that point with the man on second. Uh, with a rise coming up next. So uh, to get that second out was huge. Followed it right up with a strikeout. Um, was a huge momentum shift at that point in the game, and that was kind of all she wrote. Um, so Phils are moving on. Phils are moving on. That's that. You know, I- iconic moment for Stott hitting the second ever Grand Slam in Phils history. Uh, Victorino had one. Back in the day in the NLDS. Um, So definitely some things to remember from this series. But uh, Phil celebrated hard tonight. And uh, they'll be ready moving to Atlanta. I don't know. I think they're going down tomorrow. That would make sense. So this is, uh, I'm recording this late on Wednesday night after, well, after the game, after the celebration and whatnot, but, um, yeah, should be heading to Atlanta tomorrow to face the Mighty Braves, a series, uh, not only did we all want, but the baseball, the baseball world wants this series. This is, this is the two heavyweights, you know, this is arguably, uh, determining the World Series winner. Um, you know, things can go so many different directions, but it is um, very reasonable to believe the winner of the series is going to take it all this year. And um, yeah, not not really sure what to expect at this point. I heard that Max Freed's threw five innings in a simulated game um, where the Braves had fans in the stadium. They were able to let fans in as they played um, with their roster, I think, a full a full game, which is really interesting. Um, but I guess Freed looked good. He, it seemed like that the blister was not affecting him um, at all, they said, through the five innings. So seems like he's healthy. He hasn't had work outside of that game um, since 
the third week in September, so he's going to have a lot of time off. Um, Charlie Morton, as far as I still know, is out for the series, which uh, makes Bryce Elder their Game 3 starter against Aaron Nola, Game 1 at Citizens Bank Park, um, or the first game back home at Citizens Bank Park, I should say. Um, Wheeler against Freed should be Game 2. I expect Spencer Schrider to get the nod. Uh, game one, I believe. Um, I'd be very surprised if the Braves go freed after his elongated a- a- absence um, of late. So, Schroeder should be going game one. Um, Thompson said he didn't let the guys know yet who will be going in game one for game one for the Phillies. Um, so he's going to let them know tomorrow. He said so that should be out at some point tomorrow. I fully expect it's going to be Ranger Suarez. I mean, um, how can you not go with him uh, with what he was able to do last year in the playoffs? He did have a little bit of a a tough game in Atlanta last year, but he was able to battle in just kind of similarly to what Taiwan Walker was able to do in a lot of games in the regular season this year, get off to a bumpy start, but battle through you know, five, six innings and have a decent line by the end of it. That was that's kind of what Ranger did last year in Atlanta. Um he's got the he's got the mental toughness, uh, no doubt about it, and has been pitching really well of late, so I I would be very shocked if it's not Ranger Suarez going in game one. Leaves you um game two. Like I said, Zach Wheeler, game three, Nola. Game four is kind of the question mark because the the way the series shakes out, um, you're gonna have to throw someone uh, a four starter in at that point, and the big question is at that point whether it's a uh, Taiwan Walker or Christopher Sanchez. Personally, I would go Christopher Sanchez with what he was able to to prove um, coming in on this team uh, to be their fifth starter. His changeup, the way he pitched against the Braves. Um, in that last series against the Braves at Addison's Bank Park, the last one at home. Um, did take the loss going against Strider, gave up four runs, but when um, had 10 strikeouts, that was his first game uh, having 10 strikeouts. So uh, I think you got to go with Christopher Sanchez. I think Thompson will go with Taiwan Walker due to his um, his pedigree. And honestly, the, the contract situation... Um, plays a role too a maybe not with Thompson I mean it's you got to think he's not going to take that into account but there might be um some eyes on the situation but if anything it'll probably be a piggyback whether or not that means whoever doesn't start is relieving the other person or they're just going to go a bullpen game after that is up to question but um yeah I would love to see Sanchez at least go through the lineup um one time, you know, uh, try to get nine outs. If, if and if he's rolling, you know, leave him in there. If there's some bumps in the road, you you pull him early. But with Taiwan Walker, the trend of his season was early inning struggles. So he's not exactly a guy that you exude confidence in if you're just trying to get through the lineup once or one and a half times. Um, kind of the Noah Syndergaard route that they took last year. Um, Taiwan Walker doesn't exactly, uh, you know, fit that pedigree, like I said. So um, 
those are kind of the main questions there. The Braves starting pitching health. Uh, how is Max Freed going to look after an extended absence recovering from from uh, a blister on his finger? Um, Charlie Morton should be out. And who is going to go games one and four for the Phillies? Uh, should be Ranger Suarez one, and then game four will be up in the air. Um yeah, this team has what it takes as much as probably anyone in the game to go head-to-head with Atlanta. We saw what they did last year. There's a lot more eyes on the team and the series this year, considering what happened last year, considering the historical season that the Braves had. Oh, how great would it be for the Braves to have the best offensive season in the history of the game and for us just just go in and shut them down at least a couple times um, in the series to to pull out the victory. Um, oh, that would just be the greatest thing. I can't even think that far ahead right now because so much has to be done. But um, yeah, yeah, we'll see. Brandon Marsh, Marsh back starting left field. Um, it uh, versus Strider at least. If Strider does go game one, Marsh will get be getting the start again. Um, other than that, should be an identical lineup, I would imagine. Um, like I said, really nice to see Real Muto doing what he's doing in this series to to back up Harper and could potentially, um, you know, if Real Muto keeps it up, that then Harper should be getting some uh, better pitches to hit moving forward. Um other than that, yeah, I don't know. We didn't even have to use Sir Anthony. No Sir Anthony in this ser- series. Um, no Matt Strom. No, uh, yeah, no worries about any of it at this point because Phils are rolling, picking up right where they left off. And, yeah, at this point, just keep it, keep it coming. I mean, if we can figure out this Braves lineup, um... Braves are going to score runs. I mean, there's there's no getting around it. Phillies did not give up a home run to the Marlins. Um, the Braves' offense could not be more opposite uh, than the than than the Marlins. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be a totally different series. Um, the Marlins scored the least amount of runs in the National League. Uh, had one of the lowest slugging percentages in baseball where the Braves, I mean, you name it. It's, it's really goes one through nine. Uh, Michael Harris can take you deep. Um, Arcia can take you deep. Travis Darno off the bench can take you deep. Um, shit. I mean, even, um, who is the guy I can't stand their reserve outfielder for the Braves. I'm drawing a blank right now, but, um, yeah, even he can take you deep. Mr. No Name, I forget, I forget what his name is, but yeah, they go 11 or 12 deep, I mean, uh, like I said, Spencer Schrider's their guy, has dominated the Phillies, and eight career starts is 8-0 with a sub-2 ERA, I believe, it's just nasty, really the only reason we got to him last year is because he was battling an injury, he is uh, ostensibly fully healthy coming into the series, so hopefully... For once, we can figure out Strider, um, a healthy Strider, that is. Other than that, Max Freed, question marks, um, where it was able to get to him last year, but he was hurt as well. 
Charlie Morton injury, just couldn't be happier about that. And uh, yeah, other than that, if we can keep Acuna at bay, Matt Olson at bay, um, inside the bar- ballpark at least, um, this team has what it takes. And if we can figure out this Braves team, the sky is the limit. I think the Phillies become the favorites at that point, as hard as that is to really believe, uh, given all the circumstances. I think if we get by the Braves, uh, everything is lined up in front of us with uh, the Diamondbacks taking out the uh, the Brewers tonight. They could beat the Dodgers. I mean, that would be a similar situation of the Padres last year where it's like if they reach the NLCS uh, seven-game series, you don't really take them too seriously. The Dodgers are uh, always such a great team, but they're relying on so many rookie arms. Um Rays are out. Rangers, I think, scare me as much as any team in the NL AL right now, not named the Astros. Um, although the Astros, I don't think, are nearly as good as they were last year. Baltimore, up and coming, you know, is what it is. And, um, yeah, yeah, that's just kind of where we're at right now. So, I think I'll leave it at that. How about these Phillies keep dancing on their own? Um just an awesome just kind of handled business type of series i it was it was there's never a doubt never a doubt um so yes i i don't think i'll be able to uh do any further uh preview of the brave series before it starts but i uh i should be back in between in between games one and two so saturday afternoon time is not out as of now uh afternoon slash night i have a feeling it's going to be an afternoon game uh we shall see but um yeah go phillies let's take down these braves and keep it rolling two years in a row and um yeah let's keep marching on through red october baby all right go phillies i will talk to you all soon enjoy it (laughs) 